0: Good morning, Radiate. What's going on, man? I'm so glad that you are on our digital experience, engaging with us today. What an amazing time of worship and so many things that's been happening in this experience. We're so glad that you're with us and you've taken time to be with us and uh, just worship God together, man. That's what this is all about. We're one. Big family centered around the love of Jesus hey listen in this remix road trip series I've got some of my best friends some of my greatest preachers uh, and voices in my life uh, that are bringing the word to you I'm really excited anytime we get a chance to do this so that you get to hear from different people today is no different I've got one of the best friends man he's one of the greatest guys in the absolute world Funny, amazing, relatable. Uh, you may know him uh, through some of his songs and albums that have been very, very popular. I know him as a friend. I know him as a man of God. We have today Pastor Travis Green from Forward City Church in Columbia uh, that's going to be with us today. He's going to bring a powerful word. I know it's going to be amazing. I'm really honored uh, to have this guy with us. Uh, Pastor Travis, thank you so much for your time uh, and your effort. Thank you for listening to God and speaking to our church today. Radiate, grab a pen, grab some paper, take some notes, lean in and engage and watch God change your life today. It's going to be an amazing time. Let's go.
1: Hey Radiate Church, I am so excited to be sharing the Word with you today. Let me tell you first of all how much I love and adore your church, especially your pastors. Pastor Brandon and Megan Goff are two of the most incredible people that I know. They are so full of passion. Uh, Pastor Brandon is one of the first friends that I was able to make here in Columbia, South Carolina As he just welcomed me into the city and we've been friends ever since And so I'm excited today to share a message with you from my heart called finding my faith for this generation I think we're in very crazy times, So I'm excited to jump into the Bible together in Mark 9 and share. I hope you're ready. Let's dive in A lot of happening. I believe that the Lord has a word for us today. You ready? It says, then one of the crowd Answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit and wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, oh, faithless generation. Wow. O oh, faithless generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, and immediately, the Bible says, the spirit convulsed him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, I love this. He says, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And other translations say this. It says, can you do anything? Like, are you asking me? Can you do anything? He says, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. It's one of my favorite scriptures. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and write this down. Underline it. Do what you have to do. Enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead. So that many said, many people said this, y'all, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose and when he had come into the house his disciples asked him privately why could we not cast it out so he said to him this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and by fasting let's pray together lord jesus breathe on your word do what only you can do touch the heart of men women boys and girls our nation our world needs you you are the king of glory you sit high you are in control you are sovereign And we give you our trust. We give you our faith. Speak through me to the hearts of your people like only you can in Jesus name. Amen. I'm going to preach a message today. Write it down. It's called Finding My Faith for This Generation. Right here, man, we are in a very pivotal time in history. Um, America's response to this outcry of oppression and racism can literally change the world, can change the world for our children who are growing up in this world can change the world for their children who are growing up. And the question remains, how should the body of Christ respond to this? Like, what should we do? Like, like what is the right response? It's a prevailing question that I think many people have. And first and foremost, it's imperative to recognize that this battle that we're in is not against flesh and blood. Man, it's so practical, it's so simple, but if you forget that, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. This battle is not a battle of flesh and blood. It's really not a battle of of things that are carnal and things that are natural and things that are around us. There is a spiritual war that's happening right now that we can't see. If that's not understood by the believer, here's what's going to happen. What will happen is we will fight, but we will fight Wrong. And nothing excites the enemy more than the spirit filled believers fighting the right battle the wrong way. That's good. Moses had to spend 40 years as a fugitive because he fought the right battle the wrong way. And some people would just say, just do something. But the truth is, doing the wrong thing with the right motives is as detrimental as doing nothing at all. And the story that we just read in Mark's journal, I love this because it gives us many answers and how we as believers should respond to the crisis that we're facing, man. You can't turn anywhere without seeing it. It's obvious. It's the elephant in the room. My phone has been blowing up. So many people are searching for answers and how we should respond and what should we do for this crisis. Here's a better word for the crisis, spiritual warfare. Mm. Don't forget that it's spiritual warfare. Let's walk through this this story, man. I'm telling you, all I saw so much stuff. It got me so excited. Verse 17, the father, he's talking about the son. And he says that the son has been attacked with a mute spirit. In this room in our house, we have, we watch movies in. And the first thing I did, I think before I even got furniture for the room, I had to make sure I had the right sound system. So I I had this surround sound installed, and it gets really loud because a movie is more enjoyable when you can really feel it. Like, I've watched movies without being able to hear it before. I often do it as something I do on a plane. Like, if I know I need to be studying and somebody's watching a movie, I'll, like, kind of watch the movie on that screen, but I can't hear what's going on. And because I can't hear it, it really doesn't have the same power or the same authority. Sound is the thing that gives power to something, and this is why the enemy desires for this generation to remain mute. This boy right here is a great representation of what this generation is. And because where there is noise, there is power. The Bible says it's like this death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so we have to speak up. Say that with me. Speak up. Speak up. Speak up because silence is compliance. And the answer to racism is a powerful F word. This is what I've been telling everybody who's been asking me. Friendship. Friendship. It's, It's very difficult To accept stereotypes when you actually have friends who are that race, Mm -hmm. stereotypes about Hispanics, stereotypes about white, stereotypes about black, stereotypes about Asians. If you actually have a face in your mind that reflects the race of the person who's being talked about, it's very difficult to sit there and tolerate it. Like for me, some of my best friends are actually white. So whenever there's, there's a generalized statement about white people who come to mind are people like one of my best friends, Tabler Smith. Who comes to mind is my brother, Taylor Scheidel, who I talk to all the time. Who, who comes to mind are people who I actually do life with. Because diversity at our church is not something that can happen just on our stages. It has to happen at our dinner tables and at our kids' birthday parties. If, if if that's not the case, then what we're presenting on Sundays is false advertisement. Wow. Ooh, verse eighteen says this. The father continues with his description of the current events, and he says something so powerful. This is so powerful, man. This right here was so convicting. He says this. He says he says, "Hey Jesus, I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not." <laughs> I read this verse as an indictment against the church. Like in essence, the father says. I went to your followers for help, but they were powerless. (laughs) What a humiliating accusation. Mm. This week I received a text message, Pastor Simeon and myself, by uh, a government official here. And just saying, yo, we need help. But how sad would it be if the government came for answers at the church and we didn't have power? We didn't have the presence of God to present as an alternative to crime. The truth is, we spend hours reading posts and seconds on the post of prayer. <laughs> we're not standing on posts. We're reading other people's posts. And, and the, the problem is that what happens here, the father says, I brought him. I brought my son. I brought someone who was bound. I brought someone who needed help. Watch this. I brought him to your representatives. But like the fig tree, they had no fruit so he says, I need, I need help. And Jesus' response is epic. Don't miss this. You can't just read the Bible. You got
2: to read the
1: Bible. Jesus' response is epic. He says this. He says, and this is really why we're in the series called Faithful, because everything is a faith problem. He says this in verse 19. He says, oh, faithless generation. Oh, my God. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. He says, yo, man, I came to your boys. They couldn't do it for me. They couldn't help. He says, Oh, faithless mm-hmm. generation. Jesus is fed up. The reason, the reason why the conditions hadn't changed yet is because faith was missing out of the scenario. Wow. And Jesus, <laughs> this is so powerful to me. I love Jesus. He basically pulls out his poetic uh, paintbrush and he just makes this broad stroke across the circumstance. And he says, the reason this is happening is because the generation is faithless. Wow. <laughs> Come on, sir. That is, man, that thing messed me up. He says, it's not only the disciples who are without faith, Mm. it's the generation that's without faith. In my heart over the past few weeks, I'm just going to have a transparent moment. Honestly, man, over the past few weeks, my heart has really been broken by the church's response to this. Um, Like, I get it. We have pain. I get it. We're frustrated. But we also should be a people who are set apart. There should be something about us that says, hey, in the midst of this, we still have faith. And I I think, man, the same question Jesus was asking here in this text, he may be asking right now, Where is the faith of this generation? How, how is your faith in the midst of frustration? How is your courage in the midst of crisis? And in times past, you know, even myself, I've had more racist interactions than I can count. I've, I've literally been, uh, have moments with police officers, with, with teachers, even literally, um, with other Christians in churches. Like I've literally encountered racism on, uh, a ton of occasions, even one time leaving Fort City um, in months past. After preaching three services, I get pulled over just because we're looking at the property um, that we're about to acquire. And the cop drives up the street for about a mile or so and pulls me over. It's not good enough that I tell him why I was looking at the property. He then needs to examine my duffel bag to make sure that I'm not carrying drugs, although the only thing in there is a suit. And me telling him I was a pastor wasn't good enough. Me telling him, uh, you know, that, hey, man, you know, I actually, you know, blah, blah. It wasn't good enough. He still needed more answers just simply because of probably the size of my, my rims, because of my hoodie, and because of my skin tone. For him, it was probably the next drug bust for Columbia just because of his mindset. And so I've encountered racism, but I want to tell you something. Even in the midst of all that, it could not get louder than the anthem of Ooh. praise in my heart. You talk about somebody who don't know nothing about drugs. I don't know the difference between marijuana and turnip greens, mm-hmm. and, and I'm getting asked, do you have drugs in the car? Bro, I don't even know what a drug is, but it didn't matter. And I refuse to allow the frustration of a moment to override so
2: good,
1: the faith and the praise in my heart because Christ is still alive. You got to think about this guy, Paul, right? This guy, Paul, is in the Philippian jail after being beaten in the street and arrested. And he could be in there tweeting about his pain. My but instead, God, instead, good. in the midst of it, <laughs> in the midst of it. <laughs> listen, we're not talking about. We're talking about, we're not talking about somebody who's posting about a hashtag. We're talking about the actual hashtag is in the midst of pain and still chooses to praise God. My question is, where is the faith of this generation? I'm not telling you don't articulate your your pain. I'm not telling you don't articulate your frustration. But I'm telling you, when you're articulating that louder than your praise, there is a problem. My God. God. Mm. Thank you, God. Mm. The question is, do you still have faith? Not faith in man, faith in God. Is God not still worthy? Is God not still in control? Is God not still sovereign? Do you still not have breath in your lungs that deserve a praise to come out of the inside of you? Question, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Where is your faith? And I I think this is necessary because there's been, uh, uh, believe it or not, in the church, a lot of shame being cast on people who are praying. So how you How are you going to pray? How are you going to... Like, yeah. pray, <laughs> you know, <laughs> prayer, <laughs> prayer is not, uh, it's not, it's not, I'll do something and pray about it. Ooh. It's I pray to do something. My God. Like there is nothing more important and nothing more powerful than a power of prayer. And I refuse as a pastor of this church to sit back and let people who are angry shame those who understand the power of prayer My God. and the power of praise. The enemy wants us to be mute. Mm. The enemy wants us to be faithless. Oh, faithless generation. Mm. Because if he can keep you faithless, then he can keep you praiseless. And God inhabits the praises. Of his people. So now, verse twenty-one here is probably one of my favorite verses in the whole passage, um, and it'll probably be a verse that you just skip over because Jesus is having just a casual conversation. But we know you can't just read the Bible; you gotta read, read the, the Bible. Bible. And Jesus says something so funny. I love reading the Bible because it shows Jesus' personality. Jesus says this; it's so funny. He says, "How long has this been happening?" Mm-hmm. Now, you gotta understand the description of the circumstances that this little boy basically has bacon soda. He's foaming at the mouth. This is a horror movie that you couldn't pay me $1,000 to watch. This boy is foaming, rolling around, being convulsed by this spirit. Jesus, like, how long has he? How long has this? Now, like, I need you to see it. Like, literally, he's standing there. The dad's like, can you help? The boy, Jesus. So, how, how long? And this question says so much to me. Are you ready? Let me tell you the reason I love the question. Mm-hmm. It's not by the question itself, because something you got to remember. Whenever Jesus asks a question, He already knows the answer. Sure, sure. <laughs> Cain, where's your brother? Oh. Adam, where are you? Man. Woman at the well, Where's your husband at? Mm-hmm. I already know the answer. I'm not asking you so you can educate me. I'm the all-knowing one. I'm asking you, watch this, to get you mm-hmm. to a confession. Come on. My Jesus. His Whoa. questions are always a setup for confession. Man. And here's, here's another reason this question is so powerful to me. It's because it reveals to me the pace of Jesus. Okay. Jesus was so swaggy. He was in no rush. <laughs> how long has this? Hey, Jesus, what kind of counselor? If you don't help me, right? Jesus is in no... He's calm. Watch this. In a chaotic situation. This is how I know if Jesus is in you or not. Oh, my lamb. How stable are you in the midst of instability? Yeah, oh my God. Disciples, y'all know my favorite story. Running around on the boat. Wake up, Jesus. He's just calm as can be. Question Why are we stressing while he's resting? Now, right here, Jesus is so calm. The boy's shaking. How long has he been doing this? The father answers ah, s- Since childhood. Jesus, like, childhood. Mm. Mm-hmm. The dad keeps talking. Sometimes, sometimes the spirit actually, actually throws him like this is going to get Jesus at any faster. Sometimes the spirit even throw him in the fire. He put him in the fire. He put him in the water because the spirit trying to destroy him. Jesus. Mm. Mm-hmm. Continue. Oh, and then here it is. Here it is. This is the moment right here. I love this. He says, if you can do anything, man. have compassion. And help us, and Jesus is like, thank you. That, that's actually the confession I was waiting on. Uh, and then Jesus responds to him in NIV. This is where it really gets classic. He responds to him. He said, "If you can, if, 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 bro, did you forget who you're talking to? If, if you can, you attach if when you're talking to a rookie. You you attach if when you're talking to an amateur. Ifs are for kids, not for kings. If you can." John 1, three states, through Jesus all things were made. Placing if in your prayer language actually reveals that you don't really know who you're talking to. If you can't, there are no ifs in God. The only if is a question of his will. And if it's his will, all things are possible. Somebody right there in your living room give him a praise because you know your God can do anything. But if you can, he is able to do anything because he created everything. And Jesus states, he says this, he says, man, first of all, who you talking to? Second of all, <laughs> listen, uh, if you believe me. Yeah. Me. anything yeah. it's possible, yeah. is possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, uh, he says, he says, he says, listen, you asking me, the question is not on me, the question is on you. Really? Oh, my God, you're searching for my ability, I'm searching for your faith. You asking me if I can? Man, if you, the if, the only if is on you. (laughs) If you believe all things are, you know I love that word, all. Three letters, but one of the most powerful words ever created, all. Because all means everything. That means my wildest dreams are possible. Oh, my God. That means the thing I've been praying about is still possible. That means the thing I've been waiting on is still possible. That, mean, that means the thing I've been fasting for is still po- Because all things are possible. Watch this. To them that believe, what's possible? All things. So, so you're telling me that racial reconciliation is possible. All things. So you're telling me building a diverse church in a racist state of South Carolina is all things. You you mean to tell me black and white people will come together and worship on the same land that, that maybe their ancestors beat my ancestors? All things. Oh, God, so you're, you're trying to tell me that, that there can be a, a, a place where different cultures and worldviews are celebrated and not just tolerate, tolerated. He says all things are possible to them that believe. Amen. And that it is it's to this claim that the man makes one of the most powerful statements recorded in Scripture. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most powerful confessions yep. Yep. of mankind. Yep. He says here, can I just say this before I read this? Mm-hmm. God is not afraid of our truth. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe God, I don't know, I can't really speak for him. I'm going to try it out. I really think <laughs> Jesus is more pleased with this statement than with people who who acted like they Mm believed. Like, I don't mind you telling me you having a hard time. Don't don't just front. Don't just act like you trust me in church. Oh, my God. Then not trust me out of church. Don't just act like you trust me with your worship songs, but then you got to go show your butt on social media because you really don't trust me. Don't. No, 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 no. Can, can can we really get down to what this is about? Do you believe I am able or not? Because if you believed I was able, not only would you go march, not only would you go vote, not only would you go post, but you would pray in the name of Jesus before you did Anything natural with your flesh. My, 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 my I think he really likes this statement. He says, I believe, but help my unbelief. I love the humility in the statement. Mm. Because the father here, he shifts his attention, watch this, from pointing at the disciples. Mm. They couldn't, they couldn't do it. To now saying, Oh man, mm-hmm. I did it really. Belief. Mm. It's not just them that lack the faith, wow. but I too lack the faith mm. in your ability to handle. Here it is, something that seems out of control. The boy is still shaking. My God. Jesus only asked the question. Watch this to get the mm. father to confess. Thank you. <laughs> here it is, Thank you. because the real miracle yes. was not the exorcism yes. of the boy. Yes. <laughs> Well, that wasn't the real miracle. The real miracle, watch this, was the father becoming faithful. (laughs) They both came to Jesus with issues that day. The boy's issues were just more obvious than the dad's. One one had been bound externally, the other one was bound internally, and they both needed to be free from something they were carrying. But watch this, the father could never get free until he confessed. My God, my God. I've been coming to church, but I don't really. (laughs) I still got unbelief. I, I pay my tithes and my offering, but I still, I still got some unbelief. I, 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 I mean, I, I can believe you. I, I try to believe you for them and for this, but I don't really believe you. know, I still got my own reservations. And Jesus says, until you confess, I can't heal you. I'll get to the boy. I'm not even in a rush to get to him. I'm not, I'm not in a rush. That's going to take one sentence, literally, and he's going to be free for the rest of his life, the Bible says. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about freeing you. I'm worried about Because if I can free you, I can free your whole family. If I, if I can get you to admit that you've got faith problems in me, that's what, that's, what the really pro, that's what the real problem here is, man. You don't believe. The source of racism, disbelief, that he's the father of all. You don't believe it. You don't believe that all are equal in His sight. If I, can get, if I can address the unbelief in your heart, then I can heal not only your child, mm-hmm. but I can heal you too. Oh, and I believe that's the heart of God speaking over us today. Don't stop believing in my ability. Amen. The next part blessed me too because Jesus saw the crowd. <laughs> he saw them coming and He rebuked the Spirit. The Bible says before the people got there. Mm. You can't just read the Bible. You got to read the Bible. It literally says He sees a crowd coming and because he sees the crowd coming, now he speeds up. Mm. He was in no rush until he saw the crowd coming. And I asked God, why, why did you rush when you saw the crowd coming? He said, because I wasn't there for the
2: hype.
1: I don't have to take a selfie at the rally because I'm not, I'm not really after followers. I'm after oh faith. faith. I'm on assignment. And Jesus said, come out. This is what Jesus said. Come out and return no more. Come out, don't just come out, return no more. I prophetically speak this over the city of Columbia, over the state of South Carolina, over America, over Africa, over the whole world, spirit, of division, spirit of racism, come out and return no more. You're not welcome in our homes. You're not welcome in our churches. You're not welcome at the state house. You're not welcome at the school board. You're not welcome here. Spirit of division and racism, come out and return no more. When Jesus finished, the people thought the kid was dead. (laughs) The Bible says many said, oh, he's dead. You should write this down. The proof that Jesus has done a work in you. Is when who you used to be is dead. If there's no death to the old you, Mm. (laughs) Mm. if if there's no crucifixion to the old way you used to think, Mm. man, when you return to work tomorrow, people should literally think who you were is dead. And Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up. I'm so glad we serve a God who lifts us. Yes, man. Man, he loves us too much to leave us where we are. Somebody watching right now has been literally wallowing in a state of depression. Can I tell you, he's got enough to lift you out of that. Some of you have been living in darkness and secrecy. He's got enough to lift you out of that. Some of y'all have been bound by perversion and pornography. He's got enough to lift you out of that. Some of you have been tolerating racism around you because it's the way you've been raised. God has got enough to lift you out of of that, man. There's a church called True Way Holiness Church in Little River, South yes. Carolina, in the neighborhood of Brooksville. And they got a good old song that we used to sing growing up that says, if you got to reach way down, Jesus mm-hmm. will pick you up. Aren't you glad you serve a guy yes, who God. sits high Amen. but loves you enough to reach low and pull you up out of some stuff? Mm-hmm. God is a lifter. Yes, Not only has he lifted you, this is good enough to write down too, but the same power mm-hmm. that got him up, the Bible says, is in us. Watch this. Not only for us to be raised to life again, but for us to lift up others. Man, do you hear what I'm telling you? You are expected in heaven to be like your dad and be a lifter. You're called and anointed to lift others. Lift others who are in need. Lift others who are oppressed. Lift others who are struggling. And the passage ends in verse 28 and verse 29. Zip was asking privately. I like this. They give him to the side. Because some things are just for you and God.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> they, get, they get some moment with them and say, all right, all these people here, cool, cool, cool. You good, Jesus? Is out to let They take him to the side. The Bible says they literally walk up in the house and the is like, all right, now let's, let's really have a conversation right now. Now we need to really get down to the ditty gritty of something. That was cool. Jesus I like your swag. You was at no rest of game up. Man, you did that with one sentence. You said, come out and don't come back no more. That was so dope. Man, that's awesome question, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Why could we not cast the spirit out. Because mm-hmm. Jesus, we did what you did. Wow. I can imagine John saying, man, I actually said the same thing. I said, come out and don't come out no more. Because we heard you say that before. As a matter of fact, Jesus, you told us that if we do it in your name, they'll be free. you sent us out two by two. We've done this before, Jesus. We know how to cast out a demon. You taught me. We had demon casting training. We literally, I went around. I've been around Jerusalem. I don't walk around all these places casting out demons. You watched me. cast. You told me at lunch. I did a good job casting out that demon. I know how to do it in your name. Why did it not work for me? Jesus, his answer hadn't changed in 2,000 years. My God. He says, These kind
2: mm-hmm.
1: only come out by prayer and by fasting. So <laughs> <Shh. Yes. What's, laughs> what you're believing God for? Mm-hmm. The healing for this land, the stronghold over this nation and over the nations of the earth. Mm-hmm. Only chance of deliverance is someone being willing to get on their knees and get away from the table. It hadn't changed by prayer and by fasting. Not just by church attendance. That's (laughs) I actually wish Jesus would've said that. That would've been easy for me because I like church. Uh This guy only come out by coming to church every Sunday. That's it. Oh man, boy, I'm about to be walking in some power. Oh, uh, this kind only come out by by tithing. I don't have a problem a tithing. Cool, i right. uh, giving. I can give to the poor. Sometimes Anthony, no, we'll run up downtown and give to poor. Uh, that's all I got to do, right. I mean, just have charity like that. ain't... Uh, 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 I wish he would have said this kind only come out by marching and voting. That would have been good for me too because I can do that. I don't have a problem doing that. And obviously none of us really have a problem of just of Blackout Tuesday and, and all of this stuff and hashtag BLM. Like we don't have a God, is there another way? He says, no, 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 no. All of that is important. Don't misquote me. That's good. All of that is important, but some things will only change mm. by prayer and by fasting. True. And lasting deliverance has and will always be the result Mm -hmm. of prayer and Mm -hmm. fasting. Disciples' efforts fell short (laughs) because their effectiveness in the crisis, watch this, proved that they had not lived a life Mm -hmm. of prayer and fasting. If it hadn't happened yet, something's going to happen in your life to expose Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) how you really live. Not, 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 not. Do you show up to church? Uh Uh-oh. How you really live. Not, not if you, you know, I, don't, I only watch Netflix on Friday. God didn't get him no loss. <laughs> and they tell him, stay on social media and don't watch BET. He didn't say none of that. He said, no, 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 no. Prayer. Mm-hmm. And there is something that will hit your life mm-hmm. and expose if you really are about that life. The enemy is not intimidated by our presence alone. As a matter of fact, we are literally a mismatch for celestial beings. You will get your butt whooped if you go in your own power. You better ask the prophet who went to the seven sons of Sceva. You will get beat down and embarrassed if it's in your own might. What makes prayer and fasting so powerful, write this down, is because that is the place where I decrease. (laughs) And I'm stronger when there's less of me in the equation. Man, man. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, God. John the Baptist said, I must decrease so that he must increase. Prayer and fasting places me in a posture of decreasing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So when I show up, and trust me, I'll be at the march. You, you, some of y'all saw me there just yesterday. I, I, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be out, all of that. But you best believe it, I'm not coming in my own might. That's good. Because if I show up without his presence, I show up desperate and destined for defeat. This is why David could walk out on the battlefield with Goliath. Because although there was a giant in front of him, he had been in the presence of one who was bigger than the giant. So everybody was looking at the giant, but David was looking around the giant. David said, it may look like I'm surrounded. but I'm really surrounded by by him because I live a life of prayer and fasting and that's what the enemy is nervous about. Not that I step up to battle, but that I step up to battle with him. Don't just show up, but you got to show up with your mind renewed by prayer and with your flesh suppressed by fasting. Then we'll have faith to save this generation. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, We love you. Hoping our hearts to receive all that you had to say today, man. I believe that this is a word from you, that Mark 9 is a great illustration of what's happening in our world, in our nation. We need the Prince of Peace. We need you to show up, empower us. We're not just going to stand back and 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 do nothing, and we're not going to do something without you. But we will seek ye first, the kingdom of of God and his righteousness. And watch all other things be added. This kind only happens by prayer. And by fasting. So raise up an army. that will fast and pray. Thanks, raise Jesus. up a people. That will call on the name of Jesus more than we call out any other name. Thank you God. Because it's your name that shifts things. Mm-hmm. And it's you who we need. We love you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Make us faithful. Amen. Hey, maybe you're watching today and something was said or done in worship or in the message that really touched your heart. And you feel like, man, I need to give him everything, not just something, (laughs) everything. That's the God that we serve. Watch this. He's not intimidated by the real you. But you give him who you think you are, he'll introduce you to a realer version of you. <laughs> and that's what the enemy is afraid of. He's afraid of you giving him everything and you trusting him with your own heart. I want to give you an invitation in this moment to give him your heart, to say, Hey, God, I'm done with me and I, I'm ready to experience your life giving power. If that's you, no matter where you are, no matter your race or your age, maybe you just need to repent and you need a fresh start with him. God loves you. He saved another racist. His name was Paul. Wow. <laughs> he saved another racist. His name is Peter. He's not afraid of your issues. He's not afraid of whatever's in your mind. He's not afraid of whatever's in your experience. God wants to rescue you. And he's here and he's available for you right now. You ready? Repeat after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Give you, give you my heart, I give you my mind. I give you my mind. All that I am, that belongs, I am. Belongs, to you. belongs to you. Come into my heart, into my change heart. me change. from the inside out. Is not my, out. Life is not my, own. my life is not my own, it belongs, it belongs to you completely. To you completely. I, believe I believe that you died on the cross for my, my sin and I believe and I that you got, up, that you got up, so up so I don't have to stay down. I receive you now, receive as, now. Lord, as Lord, Savior, Savior Master, Master and King. And King. In Jesus' name. Amen. Did you expect
2: anything less than an amazing and encouraging and inspiring heartfelt word from Pastor Travis Green, somebody who is very connected to our church and is very excited and very involved in the life of everybody who calls Radio Church home? Listen, if you heard something in today's message, And you're like, maybe I do need to take a first step of just letting somebody I know I exist and connecting. Or you're thinking, man, I actually want to take it a step further. Maybe get in a group or maybe learn more about what it looks like to maybe join a team or even get baptized right now. Listen, we want to help you through that and we want to provide information to you. We want to include you and we want to inspire you that you're making an absolute great decision to grow your faith. It's really easy to let us know, I want more information on how to take a next step. You can do that by texting the word connect to the number 803-205-2487. The word connect to the number 803-205-2487. We're on standby and we are excited to help you grow your faith, but let's do it one more time. We always do this at the end of every experience and week four of Remix is no different. Radiate Church, you know what's coming next. Let's go change the world.